On Midwest Week, the Iowa caucuses may soon lose their position in the presidential nominating process. I'm Herb Trix, and my guest this week is Clay Masters, political reporter for Iowa Public Radio. So, Clay, where in the process is a possible change for the Iowa caucuses right now? Is it final yet or just beginning to look like it will be final soon? Well, I've spent the entire year trying to see when that question will be answered. And uh, the closest thing to an answer came last week when the Democratic National Committee's Rules and Bylaws Committee, so this is the group of Democrats from across the country who set the calendar, finally actually voted on something. Back in June, uh, the Democratic National Committee said, we want states to apply to go in the early order. So 16 states, including Iowa, as well as Puerto Rico, were out in D.C. basically auditioning before this panel of Democrats that was out there covering that. Iowa made their case alongside with all these others. They wanted uh, more competitive states in general elections going first. They wanted more diverse states going first. And they wanted more primary uh, contests instead of caucuses in the early window as well. So those are all things going against Iowa, going into these conversations. And right ahead of last week's meeting, uh, President Joe Biden issued a statement basically spelling out what he wants, and then the order came out as well. And that order that the president was recommending is now what is moving forward, and the full DNC will need to vote on this at the beginning of next year to, to actually make some kind of a decision. But we're already seeing kind of some chaos unfolding uh, about what's in that early window. Okay, and just to remind us, Clay, this is mainly about the Democratic Party caucuses in Iowa. Um, would the Republicans uh, be affected at all, or have they talked about changes? Well, the Republican National Committee uh, voted earlier this year unanimously to keep things status quo. So this is what we're all familiar with, right? So Iowa leading things off, followed by New Hampshire, and then Nevada and South Carolina. So the Republican National Committee has said, we're going to keep things status quo. But part of the thing that, I mean, as you know too well, uh, part of the thing that's worked for the two parties is keeping this early window the way that it is uh, and That's the one thing that you kind of see the Republicans and the Democrats in this state agreeing to is keeping Iowa first in the nation. And uh, it's looking like things are moving forward for 2024 the way that we're used to them for Republicans. Uh, But this could create some changes down the road for for both parties. So what uh, I assume the Iowa people you talked about, the Iowa auditioning before the, uh, Mm -hmm. the DNC committee, Um, What sort of changes have Iowa Democrats proposed hoping to keep their first-in-the-nation status? Well, it was kind of a big shock. I mean, you've covered caucuses for for a long time, (laughs) longer than I have. I I mean, what they'd proposed was a kind of a a basically like a mail-in ballot for presidential preference cards. I mean, they can't call them ballots because it's basically a a part, it would be a party-run mail-in uh, voting. So you'd get a presidential preference card, Democrats would, and they'd fill it out and they'd drop it off or mail it in. And then on caucus night, uh, they'd just count them up, tally them up, and the winner would be named. This totally gets rid of what made the Iowa Democratic caucuses so unique is you have these different alignments where if a candidate isn't viable going into the room, then you know they have to choose somebody else. And that's different than the way that the Republicans have done it, where they just kind of fill out a name of a candidate on a piece of paper and secret ballot and drop it in a hat, and then it's counted up. And so 
this is a way that the Democratic Party here in Iowa sought a remedy, one of the biggest criticisms, that the caucuses are not inclusive of people who, you know, might not be able to get off work on a Monday night or a, a single parent that can't take time off from their child to go vote or people overseas. So that was the big change. But as Scott Brennan, the former Iowa Democratic Party chair a couple of times, who also serves on that DNC Rules and Bylaws Committee, this is what he was saying when he voted no, was that the president, uh, while he said he respects the, the, what he, while he respects the principles of what uh, President Biden laid out, he said this letter took no consideration into the proposed changes that the Iowa Democrats had made to try to make this a more fair process to include more people in voting. Yeah, and I've always sort of argued to people, you know, when they've said bad things about the Iowa caucuses, especially the Democrats, is that the caucuses, on the one hand, they're they're useful because they, f for they force candidates to connect with people. You don't just have the alternative to walk into the booth and, you know, flick a switch for, you know, your particular candidate. You actually have to be inspired to go out to, you know, a high school or someplace like that on caucus night and, and show up. You know, it's more like candidates really have to connect with people to succeed in the caucuses. And to me, that seems better than who has the, the biggest advertising budget. Well, and that to your point, I mean, that's been the biggest uh, plus, I think, defenders of the caucuses staying first have is that it is a very cheap media market for people to run campaigns in. And so they can't just have somebody come in and buy up all the advertising and, and blanket TV stations. I mean, think of Barack Obama in 2008 being the underdog and, and defeating Hillary Clinton in the Iowa caucuses. I mean, that's the example that's used many times. But think about Bernie Sanders. I mean, the last couple of, of go-arounds, especially in 2016, it looked like Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee. I, I remember covering Sanders early on in, in small backyards uh, where there was barely anybody there. And to just a couple weeks ahead of the caucuses, uh, covering him, filling uh, large areas, and it was making Hillary Clinton really have to compete in the state. So I think that's been the best argument that the Iowa Democrats have had, is that, you know, this is a place where people actually have to go out and earn that vote instead of just uh, uh, buying up ads. And you think of some of these earlier states, I don't think we mentioned the order here, what, what President Biden has suggested and what the Rules and Bylaws Committee has moved forward is that it would start in South Carolina, Nevada and New Hampshire would then go on the same day after South Carolina, and then uh, Georgia and Michigan are in the mix. And you think about Georgia and Michigan, those are uh, Atlanta and Detroit have very expensive media markets, and so you can kind of see between the cost of running in those states as well as um, the amount of delegates that you get from these larger states, you could really have a lot more decided after Super Tuesday given this window that's been proposed and uh, needs to be voted on by the full DNC next year. And we've talked about these being President Biden's recommendations. Does it also seem like there are a fair number of other leading Democrats who think that it's a good idea to make these changes? I'm seeing, I mean, certainly in the Rules and Bylaws Committee, aside from New Hampshire and Iowa, everybody voted in, in favor of moving forward with it. But when you get a letter from the president and, and a preferred order, I mean, he's the He's the spokesperson, right? He's the head of the, the Democratic yeah. Party. I am seeing some uh, articles that have kind of been floating out there. there. Namely, there's a delegate who was the 
who ran Bernie Sanders' campaign, saying that while he respects South Carolina leading things off, he can't uh, back and vote for this calendar. So, I mean, this is all fairly new. It's a week out. So that's kind of what I'm watching here is to see if there are enough DNC members that might not want to move forward with this. And Georgia, it's looking like already, will have a hard time moving it with their Republican legislature. Uh, normally, you know, they would have to change when the Democrats would vote versus when the Republicans would vote. And it doesn't look like that's likely. So there's already kind of this chaos that's been set off uh, <laughs> among changing this calendar. And one other thing, Clay, aside from the commercial broadcasters in Iowa, who has the most to lose from changes to the Iowa caucuses? Well, I mean, certainly from as somebody just covering it, the way that I, the biggest thing that I think that the system loses from from losing Iowa from a time. I mean, I think maybe there there some of the criticisms are fair in in what's leveled about Iowa, but when you start moving this out of a state that's as small as Iowa, you you start to see. I mean, it just goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago, where in more expensive states. The, the people that live in that state, the people that would vote in a primary, I, I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen if those voters are going to be able to have the same kind of experience that you and I have seen uh, Iowans have in actually meeting candidates, talking with them. I mean, maybe maybe they will, but that seems to be the, the biggest thing that is going to be of noteworthy for me watching moving forward to just to see how these campaigns change as we start seeing the calendar potentially change quite a bit for Democrats. 